The views, information or opinions expressed during the Journey podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and does not represent Wise Words Imaging or any other company. Wise Words Imaging is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy. Any of the information contained in the podcast series is available from the respective owner. Enjoy the show. So, you're Trav Bell, you're the bucket list guy, bucket list coach, you've done TED Talk Talks. To get us started, tell us a bit about you. David, yes, stoked to be on. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, I've, uh, I've been the bucket list guy for about 10 years and primarily running around the world as a professional speaker, a certified speaking professional, as you said, TEDx thought leader. Author now of a there it is brand new book my bucket list yeah. blueprint um, and also founder CEO of of bucket list coaches so we've got bucket list coaches now certified bucket list coaches in twenty two countries around the world teaching this stuff so now I've been doing this for ten years staying in this lane and everything that I teach is base it's basically positive psychology right with this kind of brand of bucket list over the top of it. It's all about helping people live a regret-free life rather than a regretful life and have more meaning, experience more meaning, purpose and fulfillment in their life, more gratitude in their life. So, you know, right now in the middle of what we're all going through, um, you know, people need a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, if you know what I mean. And the statistics... The statistics around mental health are uh, frightening, as you know, and uh, so it's the message has been uh, well appreciated. Let's just say, quite popular over the last, you know, six to eight months. That's for sure. Mm. So you know, Nasta Bucket List guy, did you come up with that brand, or was it suggested to you? Uh, someone called me the Bucket List guy about ten years ago. So I put on a talk. Um, See, I had a little breakdown before breakthrough kind of moment myself. I, I My first business, I was a founder franchisor of a chain of personal fitness training studio. It started with one client, ended up in you know, tens of thousands of clients across Australia. First to franchise personal training in Australia um, and did that for 20 years. You know, nearly 2 million, over 2 million personal training sessions under that brand and a whole bunch of personal trainers, chain of personal training studios and but I went through you know life business stuff got on top of me and I I went I found myself in a bit of a downward spiral um you know and slipped into a a, albeit mild state of you know state of depression um but instead of going on heavy antidepressants and getting a band-aid fix if you know what I mean I wanted to find out what was actually going on get to the root cause of the psychology so I found myself in personal development events, learning life coaching, uh, positive psychology, you know, positive psychology, uh, uh, NLP, life coaching, uh, Akagi principle, law of attraction, all this sort of stuff, and the, and the list goes on um, to you know get to the cause of what I was kind of going through and work through some stuff. About a year after all that kind of started, a friend of mine at the time suggested, "Hey, what, why don't you teach this stuff, Trev?" It was kind of a light bulb moment. And for me, it was like a big domino to kind of, you know, for me to push over in my life that then affected a lot of areas 
of my life subsequently and and uh, got the courage, worked through what I had to work through, you know, regarding the depression and that sort of thing. Um, I was so fucking, I was so scared, <laughs> you know, to, to, to do my first talk. And, uh, and it was, and, and I had about 40 people in the room and I started sharing my list to do before I died. I'd had one written down since I was 18. Not a lot of people knew this about me. And I'm 47 now, and this is only 10 years ago that I did this first seminar. So I'd had it all my life pretty much. And I started sharing some of the things that I'd done and it really inspired the group and no one else had one of these lists written down. So I was the only freak in the room. And I said, why do you get up in the morning? Why do you want to earn money? Why do you want to create more time? And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of trouble when I'm older, possibly sicker, you know? It's like, is that it? There's got to be more to life than that. And, and so I started sharing some of my stuff and it really, you know, right place, right time for a lot of people. And then right at the end, Joe, one of our our um, participants at the time said, oh, you know, in Q&A, he said, How, how's all this, you know, list to do before you die stuff? It's like a bucket list. You're, you're like the bucket list guy. And that was my ultimate light bulb moment. Um, it was, you know... Yeah, you know, when all the all the planets align, mate, and the, the unicorns all sing and the rainbows come out, that was one of those one of those moments. So it struck, and, so it struck yeah. you really passionately. Hundred percent, you know, like and and I went home and registered the bucketlessguy.com. I've been doing that ever since. But it, what it is is really a reflection of my values. It 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 helped. It was my light at the end of the tunnel as well to help me leverage from having all these bricks and mortar kind of businesses and having all these corporate leases, which we did with the gyms to, you know, around the same time I read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And that was, you know, that was a light bulb moment, you know, going from a bricks and mortar kind of business to an online business. I thought, well, I was trapped. I, I, and I wanted to be free. You know, so this for me was my license to do that. And this brand was my license to kind of do that. I didn't know how I was going to monetize it at the start. But I knew speaking was going to be a part of it. And I was really quite shy growing up compared to what you might see now. But it was public speaking that actually helped me come out of the shell. You know, it was my, like I said before, my big domino that I that I um, I needed to push over and and it was my opportunity to kind of get back to the roots of, of helping people as well, not just in personal training or in their health now, but it was in, in now in every aspect of their life, which is what I love and what I was kind of getting requests for too. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, the brand has really helped me kind of do that. And, and it's given me license to run around the world doing stupid stuff and, uh, and, and being able to write it off on tax as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you can totally appreciate yeah. Um, yeah yeah i totally so get really that cool. i totally hmm. get that because when i was younger i met myself and i don't mind my listeners and viewers watching this and hearing it but i met i did have social anxiety issues because yeah. of the basis of me suffering from asperger's right right and, and the fact there was because of me having Asperger's, I was always withdrawn. I was always the one in the corner. I was the loner. And I always felt withdrawn because of that. But in later mm. life, and thanks to some coaching I had from a life coach 
well, he was old teacher as well as an old work colleague of mine. Yeah. He yeah. told me you can do anything you want. And it was down teacher. to and it was down, yeah, school teacher. And yeah. it was down to his positive thinking and inspiration and my wife that made yeah. me doing these projects, what I'm doing now. So me making yeah, podcasts, perfect. I wouldn't have done yeah. this 10 years ago. Making yeah. videos, I wouldn't have done 10 years ago. So I've overcome that just by being stronger mm. in my own self. And, and you know, as you know, you've you got to push through that to, to, to get any kind of momentum. You've got to... You gotta, you really push through that iner- that initial inertia, don't you, to overcome that? And uh, you know, slowly but surely, I won't. Uh, well, I, I call it the "don't give a fuck" muscle, <laughs> and you've got to, you know, you, you've got to slowly build that "I don't give a fuck" muscle. And how do you build it? Well, you don't build it overnight. You just got to put yourself out of that comfort zone, out of that comfort zone, get more uncomfortable, seek discomfort seek challenging situations and circumstances, you know, whether it be in a one-on-one setting or whether it be on a one-to-many stage setting, it doesn't, but push that, do something that frightens you every single day. And then before you know it, that I don't give a fuck muscle, <laughs> that'll be a quotable quote, won't it, mate? Um, <laughs> but that, that just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you're, like you said, you know, doing podcasts, doing YouTube channels, just doing videos, stepping outside your comfort zone becomes um, you really retrain your brain. Yeah, I, totally I think agree. we all need. I think we all need <laughs> that. You know, I, I I I coach a lot of other speakers and a lot of other thought leaders. I was like, do one video a day as as a challenge. Do thirty videos, you know, thirty videos in a month, one a day, and see what see what you like at the end of it. And I tell you what, there is no better personal development program than just doing that. I agree, totally. But the comfort was, because I worked for a community radio station, like an independent radio station, which doesn't have you know major money, like corporate radio stations or major radio stations. I went there to volunteer. Initially, I was just a broadcast assistant, producer, volunteer, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. I didn't expect to go on there. I expected just to be a producer and chip in when they asked me to chip in. Mm. Mm. Within six months of me joining that radio station, they had me covering for a mainstream radio program in the morning for two hours. Yeah, cool. Because, cool. And it was nerve-wracking. And I listen back on that audio now, and I think I'm talking through my nerves because I was so nervous. Mm. But mm. when I talk in interviews now, like I'm talking to you, yeah. I'm a lot. I'm a lot better. I'm making more eye contact. I'm making more strength in myself. I'm not so withdrawn. So yeah. I've learned. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So, um, next question: You've been part of TED Talk. Where did you learn from being part of that experience? What did you learn from being part of that experience? Mate, uh, the t- the TED Talk. Well, doing. Have you watched the TED Talk? Yes, and I will put it in a link in the podcast and YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, you you notice it about four. It's like eighteen minutes of terrifying. It was like I'm in front of two thousand people there. A lot of people don't know, but it was it was the biggest one in Australia, 
And uh, you'll notice at about three to four minute mark, I start getting a little <laughs> dry. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it was really interesting. Interesting talk uh, because it was quite a journey to get that. And I actually ticked off my bucket list to do a TED talk in front of that 2,000 people, as you saw. Yeah. And I, uh, but the process to actually become a TEDx thought leader, a TEDx speaker, was um, quite a journey. I've got a podcast myself called the Bucket List Life Podcast, and I had a, a guy by the name of John Yo on it. Now he's the TEDx curator. Now I know him from speaking circles, and 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 uh, I had him on my podca- podcast to basically suck up to him. Uh, to for him to give me the green light to go on to his TEDx stage. I didn't really know him. And I'm, I've got him on as a guest. This is about a year, a year and a half earlier. And I'm like, so, John, you know, as the host, so, John, you know, what does one have to do in order to get on a TEDx stage, mate? Because I know that being a TEDx speaker is on a lot of our listeners' bucket lists. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Hello, um, you know, <laughs> like dropping, dropping like massive hints. Um, uh, so, what what would one have to speak about, you know, in the upcoming theme of this TEDx conference? Uh, if one was going to pitch you an idea, John, I'm like, hello, and he go blah blah blah, and he wasn't giving me anything. And I'm like, oh god, all right, he literally did not give me anything, and I just let it go. It was a great interview. Thanks for the information, John, but uh, Trav Bell did not get a Guernsey. And then um, I just went, stuff it, I'll let, I'll let go of the result because I was hanging on too tight. And then I just went out, you know, obviously went around the world speaking and doing keynote presentations everywhere. And, and it wasn't until two or three other people who knew me um, actually recommended me to John and uh, for, for the new TEDx uh, theme that was coming up in 2016, I think it was. And he's, uh, I saw him at a networking conference for Professional Speakers Australia here in, um, in Melbourne. And, you know, I'm like, g'day, John. He's like, oh, Trav, Trav, I've got to talk to you. And this was on my bucket list, by the way. I wrote this down like five, as soon as TEDx talks came, or TED talks came out, I was like, I've got to do one of them. You know, like maybe five, 10 years earlier, I don't know. And so, and, and he comes over to me and said, Trav, um, let's talk about you doing a TED Talk. And I just went, I could, you know, ah, it was one of those moments. And then it was swiftly crushed. That those, that those planets aligning was swiftly crushed when he said, but first you've got to audition. And I went, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I'm in line for an audio. So this is not... You know, oh, I don't do auditions, mate. I, I just get accepted or I don't. I don't, you know, do the dog and pony show and try and, you know, but all right, all right, that's his thing. And and uh, anyway, it came to the time and I was so, so nervous. And, and he said, whatever you do, I don't want you to do your normal keynote shtick. It's all about the idea we're spreading. That's the TED ethos, right? He said, all right. So I gave him my best go and, and uh, I basically did what I do in a keynote presentation to a corporate and he hadn't seen me speak before. And he goes, do you speak about this when you go into companies and conferences? And I said, yeah, yeah. And there's a long pause. 
He goes, don't change a thing. And I went, what? Because I knew he was actually coaching a lot of other people that were going to be on that TED stage. And I didn't want to, you know, uh, and I go, what, John, you're going to have to repeat that, mate. I, 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 he goes, don't change a thing. You're in. I went, what? And I didn't make an idiot of myself and hug it out, but it was a big moment for me. And he said, oh, I want you to change this a little bit, a little bit. Of it. And I'm like, but what I did with that little piece of coaching and, and subsequently the TED Talk, it actually changed my whole talk. You know, if, if it wasn't about me, it was about them. And it was about the idea, the IP um, worth, worth spreading, worth giving out to the audience. So it really did. Um, it, it, it was a pretty amazing experience. And, uh, you know, commercially, it's been you know like it is you don't get paid to do a ted talk um but i tell you what it's been one of the best uh, you know commercial decisions i've ever made in my in my bucket list guy career that's for sure so what you talk about goals and obviously your bucket list what if you want to discuss them can you discuss your long-term life goals and bucket list well, my bucket list is my, is my, that, that's where it stops for me. You know, like I say a bucket list, uh, David, a bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. You know mm. what I mean? So this really brings home and helps compartmentalize the work to live kind of principle. Right. Mm. So if you're doing, if you've got a business, a job, a career, and everyone watching out there listening to this, you know, our businesses are our jobs, you know, they're designed to do two things, right? And those two things are, you know, to produce cash flow and also time flow, right? What do we do with that money or time? Well, we, we do things on our bucket list, don't we? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Double bonus though, if you, you know, so, so optimizing your vehicle, whatever that is, like when I start mapping out this bucket list life plan for people and our coaches do the same, um, it helps people make decisions in their business faster. It helps them think about scaling, create, you know, hiring other people to do what they do to, and, and, and put things on repeat. So it produces the cash flow and the time flow for the owner to go and do their bucket list because the t- money and the time is not the end result. They're just the products of the vehicle if the vehicle's done right, if it's optimised, for you to go and experience what you want to experience. And the fact is we need that pull, that pull kind of motivation to make us, to help us, to force us to a certain extent, to get us out of our own way, um, to go build this thing faster, to go, you know, take those chances, take a few more risks. Um, Because if you ask most people, what are your goals? They'll say, pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of travel when I'm older. I'm like, yeah, and possibly sicker. So people are waiting till someday or the perfect time. And we all know that there is no someday or there is no perfect time. You know, so this, this really does give people a, a big sense of hurry up. And it's not just one thing on your bucket. I'm doing five things at the moment. I've got 300 things I've got to do. <laughs> so it's, it's like, and that, you know, in the book, it gives you a, the My Bucket List Blueprint literally is a, like I did in the TED Talk, it literally goes through the the 12-step the system that I created to help people create a personally meaningful and holistic big bucket list to unpack all this stuff in their head 
um, put it down on paper and start actioning it. But yeah, the the uh, the my goals are my bucket list to answer your question. There's no real like. There's two types of goals too, David. Um, and I'm stealing this from Michael Hyatt. There's two types of goals. There's an achievement goal, and there's also a habit goal. So a habit goal is me drinking four liters of water a day. You know, that's a, that's a, that's what you do in streaks. That's what you do every single day. Now that you might be doing that on route to an achievement goal. An achievement goal is kind of like a bucket list, right? So we can get to the end of it. There is an end point to that where you know you're like this that we can go. You know, tick it before you kick it. There we go. So that's an achievement goal. Um, it is a success marker. You know what I mean? Um, and you know you've achieved it. That's pretty clear and simple. But I challenge people, when we're talking about goals, I'm challenging people, one, to write them down because a lot of people don't even write down goals, let alone bucket list items. And you've got a 42% more likelihood of them actually manifesting if you actually write shit down. A lot of people don't even do that. But what's see, that's the thing. What's easy to do is easy not to do, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't write goals down, again, let alone bucket list items because of fear of failure or even fear of success, same psychological makeup because they've maybe written down stuff in the past and disappointed themselves and they don't want to do it again, you yeah. know, or no, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll, you know, the fact is that, that we need to separate it and that's what this is. That's why this is like a workbook. I want people to write in this and scribble it and dog ear the book. Um, because we've got to separate our daily to-do list from our bucket list. We're so busy being busy on our daily to-do list. That takes priority, right? Mm. Until something until something traumatic or dramatic happens to us or a loved one or we get given a use-by date. And yeah. then suddenly, suddenly the bucket list come to you know becomes of priority importance. As mm. never and the thing is when you kind of got that gun against your head kind of motivation and you're staring down, down the barrel of a use-by date, you know, whatever that date might be, and we know people who have definitely received that date around in our ecosystem, and we don't wish it upon anyone listening or watching, but that's reality. And you saw it, you know, 2,000 people raising their hand to those questions and those 80 squares that I did. Yeah. It's pretty frightening. Um. I just want to wake people up before they get given a use-by date, start to prioritise their bucket list over their, you know, as well as their daily to-do list and not wait until Sunday to, to kind of write it down. Or That's why the movie is shit, you know, the bucket list movie. Yeah, yeah. it's shit because it's, it's about two blokes <laughs> who get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, I understand that totally. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, <laughs> but my example... As you know, I'm in America. I lived in Britain. I was in Britain all my life. I met my partner online, you know, my wife online. I met her a year later. I took that year to know her, so I didn't automatically jump and say, I'm meeting you. I took that year to know her. I came over to meet her. I got married in that time I met her. I then yes. said, I, don't, I want to come back because I was so in love with America. So I made the conscious choice to say, I'm giving up what I had in England to be with her in America. So in one sense, I assume that in my own wisdom was part of my bucket list. There you go. 
So yeah, and I've, been, and I've been there two years now. Whereabouts <laughs> in America are you? I'm in um, a state called Ohio. Yep, yep. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably uh, better weather than Britain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, so, how has the pandemic affected you mentally? In Because obviously the pandemic is affecting people differently. So, is it affecting you with your work? Or is it treating you the same where you can still help people via Zoom, via yeah, Skype? Yeah, yeah, you kind of answered a question with a question, yeah. Um, you know, we've all had to pivot. I think in the last six to eight months, um, every business has gone online. You know, no one has a, no one, you know, every business is now an online business. It's have to be to, to survive, right? Um, being a coach, being a speaker, being um, a helper of people, you know, if I'm not speaking from the stage, you know, and those call-ups aren't coming as frequently, which they haven't. And that that's just not me, but that's every sp- public speaker. You know, they're not running big events. Um, we're, and, and there's no international flights. And I've just turned down a, um, a talk. Um, it'd be all well and good getting, you know, getting me over, over to America to do this talk that I've got to do in March. But getting back into Australia... Um, with the pandemic over there at the moment, um, it's it'd be impossible. So we've all had to pivot, you know, being a, like I said, being a speaker or being a coach, we've had to pivot to the online world and, and do, I you know, the, the virtual thing. And, you know, that's all well and good, but I, I'm really starting to get sick of it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, speaking in front of a live audience again, um, which is going to start happening soon here in Australia. But, uh, yeah, it's it, personally, you know, there's been some adjustments, um, you know, in economies around the world. We've got, we got bucket list coaches now in for an, on our other business. We've got certified bucket list coaches in 22 countries and every economy has been affected in different ways, layoffs and et cetera. But it all hasn't been bad, right? Some people are absolutely not just, you know, surviving but thriving. and so many people have adapted and innovated, you know, like they've never before and, and, you know, failed forward into, into, you know, more and more technology, redefined what their definition of work-life blend is. And I think that's a good thing. It's given us all a big shake-up to recalibrate on our, what gives us meaning, purpose and fulfilment in our life. And, and that has, you know, some people have come out of this, well, seemingly are coming out of this better off, maybe mentally, maybe in their job, their work, their life, their families. It's helped families reconnect. Um, it's, it's helped people embrace technology, whereas they would have been fearful of it in the past. Um, but the adverse effect, you know, depression, suicides, et cetera, you know, they, they've gone up. And they were already at super high levels. Um, but you go through a pan- this pandemic on top of it, and it's it's had a had a, a pretty bad effect for us personally. For me personally, you know, my partner and I and our family, we're, we're all pretty positive people. So you know, you, you can get sucked into 
conspiracy theory if you want to. You can get sucked into the news. And I became pretty addicted to the news there. And then I went, oh, hang on, I'm going down a, a dark path here. It's, uh, you know, switch off the news and I became happier. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> um, go figure. So for me, I, you know, we made a pact, our family made a pact. I've got uh, four kids and two of them live at, live at home with us and my partner Tracy and I. We made a pact to come out of this, you know, pandemic healthier, um, better parents, better partners to each other, uh, better businesses, better income, and, and that's what we've done. So we've had to reshuffle a whole lot, re, reinvent a few systems and things within the businesses. But uh, and she's an artist, and I I run my businesses. We're we're running them from home, home school teach uh, home homeschooling. So there's been some adjustments, but things could be a hell of a lot worse, right? Yeah. So if you could change one thing about you personally, what would you change and why? What would I change? That's a confronting question. Um, what would I change about myself? And why? I'm 47. I wouldn't mind knocking off 10 years and going back to 37. How, is that a, yeah. Can I do that one? Um, uh, look, I'm in good health. Um, what would I change about myself? I would... I'd like to, I've still got a fair way to go to be even um, more outgoing and more myself, more authentic to myself. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of pushing through a few uncomfortable and people wouldn't recognize, wouldn't think that about me, but um yeah, to, to go to the next level with what I do, uh, I've got to push through a few, uh, put myself into a, a few uncomfortable situations um, in order to do that. And I literally just started that process, that journey this year. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. A lot of it behind closed doors is going to be uncomfortable for me, but better off for my business. And also making decisions, you know, making decisions quicker and, you know, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm kind of learning, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, all that sort of thing. Um, but I'm also learning to be a CEO. You know, I've been, been a CEO of this, this global company for, what, three years and I'm just sort of getting started on, on how to make decisions, how to outsource, how to, how to delegate. So these are skills, leadership skills that I'm certainly – embracing this year yeah so have you met anyone inspirational in your journey and if so have they helped you in your journey mm. well, i mean I, on my bucket list was to meet meet tim ferris you know who tim ferris is yeah yeah like i had lunch with him um here in here in melbourne so he's he was very inspirational um but I've met a lot of, you know, I purposely put myself, put myself around as good as I can around inspirational people and control my inputs as well. 
So control my subscriptions, um, email subscriptions, control my um, notifications and these, you know, the people that I follow and more importantly, respect online on social media. There's only a handful of people I actually, you know, like, like the sound of on a regular basis. Um, there's a lot of people that are dickheads on there and I don't want to, and, and or they just don't walk their talk. Yeah. So, you know, I, I am very selective with my inputs of information, if you know what I mean. So I'm getting inspiration and I know that I am that for a few other people as well. Um, but we're, you know, I'm always seeking to upgrade my friends, upgrade my influences, upgrade my inputs and, and definitely control the information that comes into my psychology. Okay. So to sum up, how would you talk to the viewers and the listeners now? What would you say to them now to be positive in 2021? Um, I think if they're, um, I think if they're listening or watching this podcast right now, that they're already on that journey towards positivity. If a person's in a dark hole, and we've all been there, right? We've all had that storm before the rainbow moment, mate. And you know, you described that earlier, that confusion before clarity, that breakdown before breakthrough. It's not until you're kind of coming out of it maybe in the acute phase that you're turning on podcasts like this you're learning through books you're going to the seminars you're doing the coaching programs you know you're buying the book you know like like you're not doing that if you're in the hole if you start if you've realized recently you know here's where i want to be and here's where i am now and there's a big gap between the two it's when you, that's when you subscribe to podcasts like this. That's when you start to listen to people like us and that you start to seek that help to help you straight line from where you are now to where you want to be and help you. you now you realise you're kind of waving the white flag and saying, you know what, I don't have all the resources within me. I need to seek other opinions, some other help, whether we paid or free, to help me close that gap faster. Yeah. You know, so so I'll say this to answer your question a really long way is well done to start off with for tuning into this podcast. Because otherwise, you know, and, and you've and give yourself a fucking pat on the back <laughs> that you've done that and that you're seeking help. So let's get let's think about the next thing. All right, well, seek the people that can really collapse those time frames for you. You know, seek the people uh, and the resources that that can help you collapse those time frames as fast as possible. You know, that's what it's all about. And we don't need 50 people's opinions here. Find one, two or three maximum that you can just, you know, read all their stuff. Uh, go to all this, watch all their stuff on YouTube. You know, get into their world, understand their psychology and model it, map it into your own world. And that is an accelerated learning technique. That is how you can fast track your results in every single area of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say one to the people, you know, well done to start off with. And two, 
obviously I'm going to say write a bucket list, like, like, like get this shit out of your head and onto paper, grab a book and, and use the blueprint in the book. And then next level, I want you, once you've done your bucket list, I want you to send it to me and I'm going to make you accountable to it. That's and good. you're going to do that too, David. I will do. And my wife will do it as well. There you go. No, there's a, there's a link in there. There's a link in there right at the back where you can send me your bucket list. And uh, that's what I encourage people to do um, to make you accountable. And I'll, you know, we, we'll, we'll connect further, mate, and I'll put you in our hashtag bucket list is group on Facebook, which really inspirational crew in there. And you need that ecosystem of support. You know, but I'm always going to lead. Don't write goals down, right? You know, because the, the bucket list concept that I've created here, it really takes into a, that smart account, you know, the smart goal setting methodology. It takes all that into account. But start writing a reverse bucket list and also a future bucket list. Reverse bucket list is everything that you've done, and a, re- and a future bucket list is obviously everything you want to do in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then pick it. Then pick a great, you know. Then then you know, pick your pick your vehicle that's going to give you the time and the money to go after everything you want to go after. I'm doing five things on my list right now. I've got another three hundred plus three hundred plus things to do. So you know, let's let's hurry up, guys, and don't wait. Now is the time to do this. Yeah, that's what I always learn is do it now and never later because you never know later men never come and that's where the consequence. It won't. But what's, you know, here's the thing. What's easy to do is easy not to do, right? Yeah. And like That's why I'm not going to overcomplicate the process. Just put, you know, remember these remember the, remember the these things back in the day? We used to have a pen and a paper. Yeah. I know, it's so analog. You know, <laughs> just write some shit, write some shit down, extract and, extract it and articulate it onto a piece of paper into the book and, uh, and you'll be steps ahead of the rest of the world. Totally. And thank you for your time today. And let's hope 2021 brings open success for you in every step of the way for you and your family. Yeah, same to you, David. Thanks heaps, mate. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, if anyone wants to grab a book, go to thebucketlistguy.com forward slash book and I'll uh, put a little motivational message in there for you as well. And I'll put the link in the description of the podcast and YouTube so people can and i will stop this now awesome thanks mate great